Now is a great time to replace your worn-out windows during the Renewal by Anderson 25-Year Savings Event. Upgrade your home today. Buy four windows and get the fifth one free. Plus, get 12 months with no interest, no money down, and no payments. Call now. Get four windows and get the fifth one free. Installation and warranty included. Renewal by Anderson takes every CDC-recommended safety precaution to protect your family. For 25 years, people have trusted us for their window replacement needs, and you can too. Call now to learn about our buy four, get the fifth one free window replacement offer. 800-413-6992. That's 800-413-6992. Interest accrues from date of purchase, but is waived if paid in full within 12 months. We've adjusted our operations to serve you safely following all CDC guidelines. Visit RenewalByAnderson.com for details. Welcome, you're listening to Sports Econ 101, the show where we discuss sports topics from a business perspective. I'm your host, Edward Brown, along with my co-host, F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. Not sure where Vern is today, and our special guest should be on uh, in the next segment, we're hoping. Uh, at each commercial break, we're going to ask a sports trivia question. Today is pitchers from the year 2000 to 2009. I know Russ would appreciate that when I call him back to the 1800s. Although I was hoping that you'd, you'd work in some basketball trivia somewhere down the line, but I, I uh, guess yeah, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll do it again. You know, definitely. I mean, you're getting into baseball season. You know, we had a bunch of. Uh, uh, yeah, we went all through basketball season. You didn't ask any basketball trivia. So uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll, maybe we'll when the uh, we'll definitely go playoffs back. come around, yeah. you'll, you'll, um, you'll beat them too. Okay, I got a I got a quick question for you guys, and I don't know if we're going to cover this again, but um, I'm waiting for the first transgender man to play in women's basketball. What do you think? Well, I'm glad that you've got inspiration, something that inspires you. <laughs> well, not necessarily inspiration, but I'm just thinking, you know, they already have a swimming thing. Well, why not? I was thinking, what about like a men's and women's basketball league first before we do transgender and see oh, if that could cool. ever work out? Yeah, really- I'd always thought about uh, sports where, where both men and women both could play on an equal playing level. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, sometimes it's hard because biology gets in the way. Yeah. Obviously, men are naturally stronger because of testosterone in their body. But yeah. I think there's some skill sports, you know, that could eventually work. And the one that I'm always familiar with is baseball. Like what yeah. if there was a nasty knuckleball pitcher? And we've seen that before in the minor leagues. So yeah. I'd love to see a woman play major league baseball one day. That'd be amazing. Yeah. One, yeah. one of the problems with having women involved in a men's basketball game is that the women's basketball is smaller and lighter than the men's basketball. Uh, so that's true. Yeah, they'd have to figure out. Well, there's a lot of co-ed leagues. There's co-ed leagues in college. So maybe something like that would be really cool to see eventually. All right. Well, stay with us. You're listening to Sports Econ 101. Don't touch that dial. We're going to be right back. Tahoe. 
Idaho Lakeshore Lodge and Spa provides guests with an all-lakefront hotel in South Lake Tahoe, where every lodge room and condominium has a view of the lake and mountains. Hotel rooms offer lodge pine furnishings, gas fireplace, and a full lake view. Condominiums offer private bedroom, full kitchen, and living area with a fireplace. Guests can relax or play on over 500 feet of private beach and enjoy a dip in the outdoor heated pool and hot tub that are also lakeside. Elements Day Spa, located inside the hotel, offers individual and couples packages with treatments inspired by Tahoe's nature. The Tahoe Lakeshore Lodge and Spa, located close to all South Lake Tahoe summer and winter activities. Perfect for individual and group getaways to the lake and mountains. No added resort fees here. Call 800-448-4577 or go to TahoeLakeShoreLodge.com. Palio Restaurant's been the premier Italian restaurant serving downtown San Francisco since 1990. Palio features fine Italian fare and a Wine Spectator award-winning wine list, so there's no surprise it's been voted Best Italian Restaurant in the SF Weekly this year. Palio has consistently been voted one of the best restaurants in San Francisco by San Francisco locals. Palio's been in business for over 30 years and recently went through a complete remodel. Our guests can expect to receive the same excellence in food and service that has sustained us for over 30 years in a brand new and more modern space. Our 250-plus seat restaurant includes seating in four distinct spaces, making social distancing while dining easy in our establishment. All precautions are taken by staff to ensure a safe dining experience. Open Monday through Saturdays. Reservations are recommended. Visit paliosf.com to view our menus and make a reservation today. Experience the best of California at the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa. Voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California by the readers of Condé Nast Traveler, Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel. Leading the way is the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. The serene environment is the perfect coastal-inspired escape. Featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities, including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit PortolaHotel.com. That's PortolaHotel.com. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. Edward Brown here along with F.P. Santangelo Jr. and Russell Jackman. Our, I know our guest is trying to get on the get on the computer here, and it looks like he's starting to get there. But until he does, let's go ahead and uh, talk about some stuff. So, uh, He'll be a relief pitcher. He'll be in relief. He'll be in relief, exactly. Uh, so on Monday night, you had the uh, NCAA championship. Uh, pretty exciting. What a game. What a game, huh? Um, what an I, amazing I game it was, except I was pulling for North Carolina, and, and my heart is absolutely broken today. Well, with especially that, with the job. a 15-point, or was it 15 or 16? 16. 16-point 16 16 deficit. Point. Yeah. That was the biggest halftime deficit to ever be overcome in an NCAA tournament game. Yeah. Final. And then uh, did, did you see, um, I, I saw this morning, Baycott's uh, ankle injury, and the question comes up, did it have to do with a loose floorboard? 
And if you look at the highlights, his ankle, his foot seems to go right out underneath him, right as he hits a certain floorboard that kind of buckles. So I've always thought about this, guys. You put you a basketball court. Hold on. I think that's our guest. Can you hear me? Steve, can you? Are you yeah. On? Well, he's still trying. We'll, we'll hear him soon. Go, go ahead, Epi. Well, I was just saying, uh, when you put in like a brand new basketball. Cannot hear me. Right? Yeah, yeah Steve, we can hear you. Go ahead. FP is just telling us about that, putting a basketball court on something. Go ahead. Yeah. So when you put the basketball court in the Superdome, when you put them in a, in a football field and you, you try to convert these stadiums, right, you might have some issues. So that's very interesting development. But, guys, this March Madness tournament, my goodness, it delivered in every single way possible. Yeah. You had the, the small school coming out of nowhere and beat the Goliath schools. You had – Coach K going down against North Carolina. You had the Blue Bloods in the Final Four, and then you had Kansas coming back to win. My yeah. goodness, what a tournament. Yeah, yeah I agree. Definitely, that's definitely good for basketball. Um, the, it's funny about the, about the, uh, the floorboard thing, too, because Brady – what was Brady's last name? It's like make or something. Um, I can't remember off the top of my head. But uh, the guy with the big red, uh, red beard. Uh, his same sort of thing. It looked like a floorboard kind of went out uh, from underneath him. It kind of reminds me of Madison Square Garden. Remember in uh, the, the Celtics, they used to have uh, the, that kind of stuff used to happen all the time. Um, where where they, they called it the home. Yes, the parquet. The parquet. That's right. There it is. All right. And Steve, it looks like your 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 phone is going upside down and then back again. Can you hear us? Okay. I can barely hear you. Can you not see me? Um, I, I can I can uh, see your computer. But that's okay. As long as we can hear you, um, that'll work. So, our, our special let's introduce our special guest. Uh, just maybe put your microphone up a little bit closer to your uh, to your mouth. Uh, our special guest is Steve Travers, author and former pitcher. Um, now, Steve, you made it to what uh, rookie ball? Yeah, rookie ball, a ball, a ball. Okay, with, with the exception of one major league spring training exhibition game. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, and, right. and the thing right, is, right. you, you, uh, you're, you're quite the author. So you kind of moved in, uh, in that direction some years back and you've written all kinds of books. Um, and what's, what's this latest one you have? Well, this latest book is called uh, Best Sports Writing Ever. And uh, it's the first book I've ever written that is only on Kindle. It is... Um, it's not a hardcover uh, bound book, at least not yet. I don't know if it's going to be. Um, it's available at Amazon, also Barnes and Noble, Smashwords, uh, a few other places. Uh, you can actually read the first 80 pages free on probably at Amazon and maybe Google Books. But if you, it, I think it's $7 or $9 uh, if you want to purchase it for a Kindle. Uh, available essentially at Amazon. Yeah, okay. We want to tease us a little bit about um, like what kind of uh, uh, sports stories? Well, it is, uh, you know, like you, Edward, I'm a huge sports fan and grew up uh, rooting for teams and being a sports fan and reading about uh, sports. I think uh, in many ways, uh, our era, uh, the 60s, 70s, was the golden age of, of the written word in sports. Hmm. And um, so what I've done is I've compiled essentially my, uh, my 100 favorite 
sports articles and books. It's about a hundred different books and articles that have been written really beginning with the turn of the century and going all the way up to the present day. Um, and I've, I've, I have the first section is articles. The second section is books. And I've reviewed all of these articles and books. I've given a, uh, a, some personal um, aspects of these, uh, these articles and books, how they affected me when I read them, um, a little bit about the, the writers of these, uh, these pieces. And then I review them, you know, like you do a book review or an article review and talk about uh, what a great piece of work it was and uh, how it stands up over time. And so that's really what it is. I think in today's age where people really aren't reading and they're not, and that kind of great writing seems to, to be dead. It seems the smarter we are, the more information we have, the less knowledge we actually seem to convey. We have to and work as hard. So I, yeah, I don't see very I, very few great sports books or great sports writers exist anymore. So most of this stuff is, you know, the likes of Pat Jordan, Hunter S. Thompson, uh, Bill Spaceman Lee, um, people like that, and the stuff that they've written or, or what has been written about them. Yeah. Um, back in the 60s, 70s, 80s, uh, which really had a big effect on me and formed the kind of writing that I do. Uh, but you, why don't you give us uh, your top five that you liked? Well, I think um, Pat Jordan is a guy who played a big role in my life. Uh, Pat Jordan and I have, and he's a friend of mine, and he, we have a lot in common because <clears throat> He was a professional baseball player and I was a professional baseball player and he became a writer and I became a writer. And there really are not a lot of people um, who did that. There aren't a lot of people who played a, a professional sport and then later were professional journalists covering that sport or other sports. Jordan, um, his story is very interesting. And uh, he was one of the greatest amateur schoolboy baseball players who ever lived arguably the greatest little league baseball player who ever came across the pike, an incredible high school baseball player. He threw close to a hundred miles an hour and was scouted and wooed by every team in baseball coming out of high school. This is before the draft. So you, you players had their choice of the teams that they're going to sign with. Anyway, he signed with the Milwaukee Braves, went into the Braves organization and completely flopped. Couldn't, had no success as great as he thought he was or people projected him to be none of that came to pass uh and so then he went back to his hometown and thought about it uh you know why did i fail and as therapy more or less he began to write about his minor league career and he had a book that called uh the the um a false spring, which was about his minor league days, which was very, very influential for me. Then he wrote, then he started writing for Sports Illustrated, and he put together a series of articles about pitchers. And these articles in SI ranged from the the depiction of great pitchers such as Tom Seaver, 
to failed pitchers who he had a lot in common with, like, for instance, Bo Belinsky, or pitchers who had quirks, like Sam McDowell, who, for all of his talent, had uh, hey, hey, alcohol stay, problems. Stay, stay, stay with us a minute. We have to cut to a break because I want to come c- continue on with that. All right, so here's our first uh, trivia question. This left-handed pitcher led the major leagues in victories, 148, from the year 2000 to 2009. Can you name him? And Steve, if you know the answer, don't say anything. We'll let you answer when you get back. All right, that's our trivia question. Stay with us, Sports Econ 101. We'll be right back. Hello? You there in the car. Listen, if I was a cop, I'd pull you over and ask to see your insurance. Woo, I bet that would scare the heck out of you. (laughs) But seriously, I still want you to get your insurance papers out. Whoa, that's ridiculous. Look, we all have cars. That means insurance. But newsflash, you don't have to pay a fortune for it. What smart people all over the United States are doing is saving hundreds of dollars hauling AIS insurance. Some of you could be saving up to $600 a year. Maybe with an extra $600, you can get your car washed at least once a month. I mean, come on, look at it. Look, my job is to help you save money on your car insurance. So pick up the phone, call AIS Insurance right now, and get your car washed, please. 800-756-3744-800-756-3744-800-756-3744. That's 800-756-3744. How is your car payment treating you? What if I told you you could make a free phone call right now and reduce your car payment by as much as $83 a month? Look at your car payment closely. You could be paying as high as 20% interest. Rate Genius can help you reduce your car payments by reducing your interest rate to as low as 2.48% APR. We can refinance most existing car loans or leased cars, new or used, and save you money every month. Put more money back in your pocket. The call is free to find out how low we can lower your car payment. Five minutes of your time right now could save you hundreds of dollars a year. Call Rate Genius now. 800-811-7913. 800-811-7913. That's 800-811-7913. Not all applicants qualify for a loan or rate savings. Actual offer terms, including APR, are determined at the time of your application based on creditworthiness, value of the vehicle, loan term, and other factors. Have you written a book? You can become a published author with Dorrance Publishing, the nation's oldest publishing services company. Countless authors have trusted Dorrance for nearly a 100 years to bring their book to the market. Our professional team will edit your text, design your book pages, and create an appealing, eye-catching custom cover. Plus, our authors benefit from a custom book promotion marketing campaign that makes your book available where people buy books, like Amazon and brick-and-mortar bookstores. So make this free call right now to claim your your free author's guide to publishing. Don't wait another day. Take one step closer to realizing your dream of becoming a published author and seeing your name in print. You've already written a book, so the next thing to do is make this free call right now to Dorn's Publishing and get your free guide to publishing. Call right now. 800-485-6003. 800-485-6003. That's 800-485-6003.
Welcome back to Sports Econ 101. Edward Brown here along with F.P. Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Steve Travers. Our first trivia question. This left-handed pitcher led the major leagues in victories in, with 148 from 2000 to 2009. Can you name him? Zizi Zabathia? No. It's not a bad guess, actually. That was my guess. Yeah. Nope. Uh, Andy Pettit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Andy Pettit. Yeah. So, he taught me how to throw a yeah. circle changeup once. Yeah. Funny enough, my dad was in a Yankees camp, and he took me to the backfields and he taught me how to throw a circle changeup. And I went into Little League that year trying to throw it, and I couldn't throw it. Yeah. So that's when I knew I wasn't going to be a pitcher. When Andy Pettit's teaching mm-hmm. you how to pitch, and you're just not good. So. Well, is this F.P. Santangelo? Junior, I'm his son. Are you the one who played professional ball for the A's no. and the Giants? Huh? No, that's my dad. My dad oh. did. Okay. Your dad played for the 2001 A's. Is that correct? He did. He played for that money ball team. Well, I, I once got invited to – I'll make this short. I got invited to, a, uh, to go out with all those guys oh, by boy. Barry Zito. And uh, let's just put it this way. Uh, I've never seen any professional ball players have more beautiful women around them or yeah. have a better time. Let's let's just leave it at that. That team knew <laughs> well, how to we have can, a good time. We can expand on it a little bit. That 2001 A's team is oh historically known to be the hardest partying team in baseball history. And I'm talking about even harder partiers than the 1988 Mets, 89 Mets. That's Those guys, something. And from what I've seen, I would agree. Tim Hudson, I, I went to Hudson like a few days later i said hey man you know this is supposed to be spring training you're supposed to be getting ready but yeah. you guys sure are partying hard and his comment was yeah we better get out of town while we're still standing so. <laughs> <laughs> they would go out as a group jason jambi jeremy jambi rest in peace all those guys yeah. and they call it the bobsled to hell yeah so. it was <laughs> it was let me see it was at a this unbelievable bar in scottsdale called uh radius and axis i don't know if it's still there i've never seen anything quite like it it was it was it was uh, old rome let's put it that way old rome <laughs> it's like the pink pony i think it was still there um y'all the pink pony was no comparison although the, i think that closed up that, yeah, that was for the old timers yeah. that was where billy martin did his drinking yeah yeah drink it all um I, I, steve but you had mentioned about uh, pat jordan i was wondering if uh, did he throw his arm out? Is that why he didn't have much success? When he got Not out? really. I think there might've been some injuries, but that was, that was really kind of his, what, what confused him because he really didn't have an injury. He huh. just simply did not succeed. And, you know, how do you, how can you be so good and, and totally fall? I mean, my minor league, record was probably better than his you know and I did not come out of high school or college as a huge prospect like he did um so uh had he failed to learn I you know I think the bottom line was he had failed to cultivate his talent and and you see that in an article he wrote in SI called uh the mystic uh, uh talent of Tom Seaver and that was one of the great human interest stories that he ever wrote. And in it, he talks about Seaver. And in Seaver's case, um, Seaver did not throw hard when he was in high school, but 
he learned how to pitch. He learned how to, he learned control. He learned breaking stuff. He learned to be smart. So when his fastball his 97, 98 mile an hour fastball came to him later in life, he had all the tools set to immediately achieve success, which he did. And, you know, Jordan wrote about Seaver with, with pangs of jealousy, friendship and jealousy, because, you know, how come I couldn't, I, I could throw as hard as Seaver. How come I couldn't succeed like he did? And that, and so he writes like that. And that was his, he, and he wrote a fantastic piece about Bo Belinsky, who is a character. In fact, that piece literally launched my writing career in 1994. Uh, it was uh, what I used as the template for a screenplay I wrote about Bo Belinsky that got me into the writing game. I wrote, I wrote screenplays for Hollywood for seven years before I really became what you would call a sports writer or, uh, or an author of books. So I've, you know, I've done a lot of different things in this genre. Well, yeah, for some reason it reminds me um, when I, I played softball as, as an adult, uh, you know, just a typical rec league and our center fielder, I, I've never seen anybody have that strong an arm. And again, and I know it's softball, not baseball, but you know, from, from deep, deep center, he would just throw a frozen rope to, uh, to home plate. And I remember asking, I go, I've never seen anything like this. The guy says, oh yeah, well, he was a pitcher for um, coming out of high school for the White Sox. And he again, thrown like almost 90 you gotta miles. Be, you gotta be talking about Dennis Keating. Um, actually that's, that's, no, no. Um, wow. No, Tom, I can't remember his last name now, but I remember Dennis Keating actually, because um, we went to high school together. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he went, he was a, he, was, he played for the White Sox too. And had a great arm. He was a former pitcher. That's why I thought. It's guys, if I could jump in real quick. Um, so I went to school at UC Santa Barbara, and I was uh, the broadcaster at UC Santa Barbara. I often would talk to scouts. They'd always ask me for like, you know, who do you see projecting well, stuff like that. Everybody talks, especially yeah. at that level. And you ask them about the most talented person they've ever seen, and they'll tell you somebody that never made it to the big leagues. Yeah. And that's very, very, very common. Mm-hmm. I realized that it's just a lot of it's based on opportunity. A lot of it's based on luck and a lot of it's based on discipline. Yeah. When major league baseball players, I tell them I played college baseball and they'd say, good luck to you. They wouldn't say like, Hey, keep on working hard doing that. They'd say good luck to you. Cause you have to stay healthy. You have to make sure that, you know, the mental aspect of the game fits you well. You have to make sure you're smart enough to get to that level. All these things have to factor in for you to make it to the big leagues. The guy in front of you has to be playing bad for you to get that opportunity to jump up above you. It's yeah. all these factors. So a lot of it is hard work. A lot of it's luck and a lot of it is talent, but I'll tell you what, every single scout I talk to, they say the most talented person I've ever seen never made it to the big leagues. It happens yeah. all the time. I, I played with a kid named Gary Latore at Redwood high school and uh, Wade Boggs was once asked, who's the best player you ever saw? And he says, Gary Latore. And you don't know who Gary Latore is, or maybe maybe mm-hmm. uh, Edward does because he's from Marin County, but no one else does. Um, but here was a guy who that name sounds Bob familiar to me. Player. Yeah, that name sounds familiar to me actually because I went to Redwood. Well, he he played a long time ago. He graduated in '74. He was the MVP of the New York Penn League with the Red Sox. But you know, he liked to, oh. he liked the ladies, he liked the bars, he liked to gamble, and he liked to fight. 
and none of that, you know, are none of those things are templates for success in baseball. And he, he, he dropped out. He didn't make it. So he's un, unheard of, but his talent was there. Yeah. You know, it's, it's amazing. Cause when I was bowling semi-professionally, there was a guy who same sort of thing, this guy was phenomenal, but for whatever reason, he just didn't have his head game on. And so if he throw a bad shot, he would like totally get, get flustered for the rest of the game. He just couldn't get his head back into it. Mm-hmm. Into it. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you know, our, our red Redwood high school hangs its star on buddy Bianca Lana. Yeah. Who is a guest on the show. Right. That's, that's where if we, we have a claim to fame in the baseball world. It's buddy Bianca Lana. Well, yeah. Didn't, and didn't you play with uh, buddy? Yeah, but he's a good example. He was not necessarily even the best player on our, on our team. He had specialized skills that major league scouts were looking for. And those skills were not reflected in statistics, um, but they were reflected in uh, a projection. And the projection said, this guy is, is, can go into the hole, uh, make the backhand uh, play and throw from deep shortstop to first base. And he can do all, and he can, he can make the throw on the relay. Uh, he's got that kind of an arm that's there were others. Now the, the, that position that buddy played changed. Um, I would say a rod and, uh, Cal Ripken changed it. It mm. became a position where you required more power and more offensive player. You got bigger guys played it, but buddy was still coming up where the short stuff was kind of the smallest guy on the team. Uh, you didn't look for uh, offensive power from him, and he did not provide that. But he was a very good defensive player and, and had success in the big leagues doing that. But I can tell you five or six other players just on our high school team, which was a tremendous team, who, you know, at the high school level were just as ballyhooed, so to speak. Well, pretty, pretty, pretty amazing. Um, okay, guys, we're going to cut to our uh, second commercial break trivia question here again we're talking pitchers from the year 2000 to 2009 which major league pitcher had the most strikeouts 2182 from the year 2000 to 2009 okay do you want a little hint sure left-handed so yeah okay get rid of uh well, I guess I'm not half. You get rid of most of the other players. All right. Which major league pitcher, a southpaw, had the most strikeouts, 2,182, from the year 2000 to 2009? That's our trivia question. When we come back, uh, we'll entertain our guest, Steve Travers, a former pitcher and uh, an author, and also Hollywood writer. I love that part of it. All right. Don't <laughs> touch that dial. We'll be right back. Catch Some Relief is the first CBD company to market directly towards fishermen. While we market towards fishermen and the outdoorsmen, our products are for anyone suffering from inflammation and anxiety. At Catch Some Relief, we don't sell CBD oil. We only sell products with the highest amount of bioavailability. Spend your hard-earned dollars on products that work. At Catch Some Relief, wherever your pain, we have you covered. 
So check out CatchSomeRelief.com to relieve your pain. Experience the best of California at the AAA Four Diamond Portola Hotel and Spa. Voted among the top 10 hotels in Northern California by the readers of Condé Nast Traveler, Portola Hotel is the premier destination for family travel, leading the way as the Central Coast's first LEED certified hotel. Portola reflects unparalleled modern coastal luxury in downtown Monterey. The serene environment is the perfect coastal-inspired escape. Featuring 379 newly renovated guest rooms and 60,000 square feet of meeting space with the adjacent Monterey Conference Center. The pet-friendly Portola Hotel offers several on-site award-winning amenities, including spa on the plaza, an outdoor pool, exceptional dining, a craft brewery, and more. Located steps away from Fisherman's Wharf and Cannery Row, it's all right there at the Portola Hotel and Spa. For more information, visit PortolaHotel.com. That's PortolaHotel.com. Live life at the Mount View Hotel and Spa. There's something for everyone at the Mount View Hotel and Spa. We've all been spending more time at home and living differently. But when you're ready for a change of scenery, make yourself at home at the Mount View Hotel and Spa. We make it easy for you to work, play, and stay in Calistoga. With many amazing daily happenings and so many wonderful things to do in and around the hotel, there's an array of activities just waiting for you. The safety and comfort of our guests is of utmost importance. As a small boutique hotel, there are never large crowds and we offer beautiful indoor and outdoor socially distanced space so you can relax and continue to live life. Making memories for 100 years. That's themountviewhotel.com. Mountain Mike's Pizza in San Rafael is open for both takeout and delivery. So if you want pizza the way it ought to be, call us at 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order online. You can either pick up your fabulous pizza or we can deliver it to you. Our dough and shredded cheese are made fresh daily. Mountain Mike's is the official pizza of the San Francisco 49ers. So call 415-454-4300 or go to mountainmikesanrafael.com and order your pizza. Welcome back to Sports Ecom 101. One more time, Edward Brown here along with F.P. Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Steve Travers. Uh, trivia question number two. What major league pitcher, a southpaw, had the most strikeouts, 2,182, from 2000 to 2009? Got to be Randy Johnson. Got to be Randy Johnson. That is correct. Mm. All right. So, Steve, um, Go ahead. Give us a recap uh, of the book that you just wrote. And then you were talking about your top five stories. Yeah. Well, uh, the first part are roughly 40 to 50 articles um, that were written. They go back as far as the early part of the century, all the way to the present day. Most of the best stuff I found was in the 50s, 60s and 70s. Uh, and then uh, my 50 favorite books that were ever written. There are crossovers by uh, some of the writers wrote books as well as articles. Uh, for instance, John Underwood, Pat Jordan, um, or some of the people actually had things written about them or by them. Uh, one example would be the great Bill Spaceman Lee from yeah. Terra Linda High School. Mm -hmm. I chose a article written by Tom Bonk of the Los Angeles Times about Bill Lee in 1987, 
And I, I chose that over an SI piece on Bill that's maybe a little more famous because the Bonk article is really how I became friends with Bill. And that's a different story, but it, it, it launched me into calling him and having contact with him and developing what is now a 30-year friendship. But Bill also wrote a book, which I consider one of the great baseball books ever. It was called The Wrong Stuff. It came out in 1984, right after he was more or less blackballed from baseball. And it tells all these fantastic stories about inside baseball, better than ball four. Um, it's one of the best baseball books that oh, I've ever read. Tell, uh, tell the audience, why, why, was, why was Bill blackballed? Because he was an oddball and he told the truth about the way baseball is, about the way managers are, about the, the structure of uh, uh, how, they're, how players are paid, how players are discarded when they no longer can produce or whatever. And he, he, he did not help himself by claiming that he uh, sprinkled marijuana on his pancakes oh, yeah. and then finally leaving a uh, Montreal Expos game um, before the game, going to a bar, drinking four drinks, and then returning in the seventh inning, telling the manager, I think you might need me at this point. <laughs> so that was the final straw for Bill, who still had some talent, and he was released. And he's probably played more baseball games since then as a amateur playing in semi-pro leagues. Um, but uh, it just he's just, you know, as you well know, he's one of the all-time great characters Oh yeah, and and spaceman lefties of all time. Well, in fact, I, I think uh, didn't he just set the record a few years ago for uh, pitching? He, being the he did. He set the record at Albert Park in San Rafael, and he just broke the record because he just signed with the Savannah Bananas, uh, <laughs> uh, independent team in uh, Savannah, Georgia. That's where he's playing right now. He's seventy. He's about seventy-six or 77 years old, still actually playing. I'm actually going to go and see Bill sometime this summer or fall um, because my daughter has a, a bed and breakfast in Vermont and as fate would have it, she's Bill's neighbor. <laughs> so that gives me an excuse to go out there and uh, take in a couple of Red Sox games and we'll go to the Hall of Fame. We're going to go to Montreal, things like that. That's awesome. The Savannah Bananas, phenomenal. The Globe Trotters of baseball right now, uh, yeah. led by manager Eric Burns. Oh, that's right. 2001. Yeah, another, another oh, 2001 Oakland A and a character in his mm -hmm. own right. Absolutely love Burns. Yeah, I call him Uncle Burns. Uncle yeah, Burns. I wish I knew him better. <laughs> I think I met him once or twice. But yeah, he seems like a, he's a great UCLA Bruin, too. Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that's great um yeah i was gonna say some of the some of the stories from like the 50s 60s and then even well the earlier ones i'm thinking of uh you know jack dempsey and that sort of thing and uh you know ted williams hitting 400 and dimaggio breaking the streak um i mean those are kind of like the major uh stories but there's got to be some other fun ones like you mentioned about you know pat jordan uh, any other quick ones that you want to mention? Well, one one that I liked was called Going Fishing with the Kid, Ted Williams and the Florida Keys. This is a 1967 Sports Illustrated article by John Underwood, who later helped him write his autobiography. And uh, 
you know, it talks about Williams baseball career, but what it really gets into is Williams fishing. And he was as great a fisherman as he was a hitter (laughs) and has a great line in there. It's probably very politically incorrect, but I'll say it anyway. Um, Anything that Williams considered subpar, for instance, a poorly tied uh, tie, um, that is a, um, a, a tie at the end of a fishing line is what I'm getting at. Oh, oh. Uh, any, anything done uh, in the course of fishing that is just not up to his standards, he would call Chinese. <laughs> <You know? laughs> uh, that's Chinese, he would say, you know, because he had, he had fought against Red China during the Korean War. So oh, that yeah. was his, you know, and it's hot as heck and everybody else is getting tired. But Williams would would just go on all day and he would wear this particular kind of sunscreen that they only give to fighter pilots because they're in the cockpit of these planes that are at such high or it's actually given to them in case they get um uh they have they have to bail out they're 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 stranded in the pacific ocean for like two weeks in the hot sun they have this special kind of so he would wear that you know the keep from getting uh, skin cancer and just that was a great article and another great article believe it or not was written by Lou Alcindor when he graduated from UCLA and he did a two-part series on his experiences at UCLA and it was very illuminating uh, why he became a Muslim uh, his experience with John Wooden and it was one of the first pieces by an athlete that was really honest and raw about what it's like to be an athlete. And I, I, I included that in there. And I thought Al Cinder was a very smart guy. And he was a good writer. I think he wrote it himself. I don't think anyone ghost wrote it for him. And there's so many others. Well, and a and, uh, little trivia here. What, is, what was his uh, given first name? Well, you know, we, we, I think this show on the Lakers, I think they screwed it up. Um, I believe it was Ferdinand Lewis Alcindor III, but the show had it, uh, Ferdinand Lewis Alcindor Jr. Okay, but no, I don't but believe but, so. Uh, I believe he was Ferdinand, a third. The answer for Ferdinand is the one that we're looking for. Because it's funny, we always talk about, what was Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's given name? And everybody always says, Lou, Lou Alcindor. It's like, no, yeah. it was Ferdinand. Yeah, yeah, it was Ferdinand. Ferdinand, very his good. His parents were, he's from of Jamaican descent. Um, his father oh. was a uh, Roman Catholic uh, metro police officer in New York City. Um, but he was raised, you know, he was raised in a two, two parent family. He was an only child, uh, New York city. And obviously went to UCLA and great. I think he's the greatest basketball player ever lived in my opinion. I mean, yeah. Like, what did they win? Like 11 championships in a row or something ridiculous like that? UCLA? Yeah. Uh, I think 10 of 11 between 64 and 75. Greatest dominance ever, really. Yeah, crazy. Um, so Steve, um, go ahead and give out your information one more time about, uh, how people can purchase your book or Kindle. <laughs> yeah, it's on, go to, go to the Kindle section of Amazon and type in Stephen Travers, best sports writing ever. And it'll pop up that, uh, uh, the, oh, the forward was written by Bill Spaceman Lee, by the way, uh, that's, that's worth, uh, reading in and of itself. I think he starts off by saying, uh, to be or not, Steve Travers uh, is my disciple, whether he, whether he likes it to be or not to be. So <laughs> he riffs on Shakespeare. Then he says, uh, uh, I'm his favorite 
he says of me, I'm his favorite conservative. And uh, then he says, uh, I'm he, Bill Lee is my favorite uh, liberal. <laughs> so yep. we're, you know, we get along, even though our politics are completely opposite, but we're, it's a perfect example of how uh, people with different views can get along. We can do it. It can yeah. be done. Yeah, it's funny because um, uh, one of our previous uh, uh, co-hosts was Bruce McGowan. And Bruce yeah. is definitely left of center and I'm definitely right of center. But yet we would get along. You know, exactly. I saw Bruce just a, about 10 days ago. Uh, I, he's got some health issues, which I guess you know about. Yeah. But a great guy. Great guy. Love Bruce. So, uh, Steve, while you're on, on, the, on the phone here, I want to ask you, what you, what's your take on all this transgender stuff? Because I, I was telling the guys oh, before you came on, started. it's like I'm waiting for the first transgender man to play women's basketball. Uh, well, I mean, the, the, the next Supreme Court Justice of the United States apparently does not know the difference between a man and a woman. Yeah. You know? I kind of, I kind of wish that they would have asked her a little bit more. Like, well, how do you identify yourself? You know, are, are you are you a man or are you a woman, or is there something in between? Well, I guess, I guess my answer to that, if asked, I, I quote the great Humphrey Bogart, and I'll say, "I'm a citizen of the world. I'm a drunkard, and a citizen that makes me a citizen of the world." <laughs> How's that? Because <laughs> um, you know, it's funny. I. I I was wondering, like, where are all the feminists? I don't seem to hear them kind of coming out against this. Well, because if anything, if I were, uh, you know, a sexist, you know, male chauvinist pig, the, the old term, I guess, I, I would say yay to all this transgender stuff because it, it shows the superiority of a man, even if he changes into a woman, you know, but I, for some reason, nobody seems to uh, catch on to that. Well, I mean, the hypocrisy of the left is so obvious and you know, I mean, you're you're basically making your point. Uh, you know, yeah. I don't mean. You know, I'd be more concerned more, about nothing what more Clarence even Thomas needs is to be doing. said. You know, I mean, we're we're we're, I, I, we're a group be, people of common sense. Yeah. Well, Russ, Russ, go ahead. What were you saying? Russ? Yeah, I'd be more concerned about what Clarence Thomas is doing, considering he's an actual Supreme Court justice right now, and he has a lot of questions about what he's been, you know, uh, uh, thinking about thanks to his wife and everything going on with January 6th. So, you know, you, you could worry more about the transgender stuff, which is not a problem, or we could worry about Clarence Thomas, who is currently a big problem right now. Well, so it, it, it apparently uh, it's his wife that uh, did all that stuff. And, and you know, it, January 6th seems to be nothing compared to a lot of other stuff uh, out there. I, I worry more I have, about it I than I worry zero about concern with January 6th. Yeah. I have absolutely no. no concern whatsoever with the effect. Well, I do, and I care about it more than I care about transgender athletes. Well, yeah. I mean, just talk about sports, guys. It's Sports Econ 101. I don't know anything. There you go. Thank you, FP, for getting us back on track. Yeah, All no right. worries. Hey, uh, we've got uh, we got a third trivia question here. This knuckleball hurler had the dubious distinction of hitting the most major, major league batters, 107, between 2000 and 2009. Can you identify him? Email edward at sportsecon101.com. The answer to this question, this knuckleball hurler had the dubious distinction of hitting the most major league batters, 107, between 2000 and 2009. Can you name him? All right, stay with us. Sports Econ 101 will be back with some closing comments. Don't touch that dial.
Travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. If you're taking a calcium supplement, it's probably not doing what you think it is. That's because you still lose bone density with traditional calcium supplements. That's where calcium from algae comes in. Algae Cal Plus doesn't just stop bone loss. It's the only supplement ever shown to increase bone density in clinical studies. That's right. Algae Cal Plus increases bone density, even if you're in your 80s. That's because your bones need more than just calcium and vitamin D to stay strong. There are actually 13 minerals and 3 vitamins needed to build healthy new bone. And Algae Cal Plus contains all of them. And it's proudly made in the U.S. USA. Your calcium doesn't increase bone density. Algae Cal Plus does. Talk to one of our bone health consultants today and see how Algae Cal Plus can start increasing your bone density. Call now. 800-437-8217. 800-437-8217. That's 800-437-8217. Hey, listen up. Before the weather changes, get new windows in your home and save possibly hundreds on your energy bill. Call the Window Replacement Hotline right now and take advantage of their special savings event. Get your leaky, drafty windows replaced with energy-efficient, beautiful, virtually maintenance-free windows at this year's rock-bottom prices. Our prices are so low, we don't want to scare the competition. The only way to hear about our window savings is to call. Yes, you must call our special toll-free number for the best window replacement prices in town. Get your new windows, patio doors, and more from the window replacement hotline. Get ready for the change in weather. Save on your energy bills. Call right now for tremendous prices on new windows and beautify your home. Call the window replacement hotline now. 800-685-2080. 800-685-2080. That's 800-685-2080. Back to Sports Econ 101. Last time for today, I'm Edward Brown, your host, along with F.P. Santangelo Jr., Russell Jackman, and our special guest, Steve Travers. Uh, okay, guys, third trivia question. This knuckleball hurler had the dubious distinction of hitting the most major league batters, 107, between 2000 and 2009. Who was this pitcher? 
Anyone? Mm-hmm. I think he pitched for the Boston Red Sox. Tim Wakefield. Tim Wakefield. That's correct. You get a little little wow. stuff there. Not bad. Not bad, guys. Uh, let's see here. Um, Las Vegas wants an NBA team. You think they're going to get it? I Why not? That. They're getting everything else. Yeah. <laughs> Excuse me. Get the Raiders. And yeah. The, and I mean, they even have hockey in the, in the, in the desert. So uh, I, I think, I think if they give, if they give Las Vegas a team before they give Seattle a team, I think that would be very unfair. Seattle should have never lost their team and they've been waiting patiently for, you know, now almost two decades and yeah. they deserve a team more than Las Vegas does. Well, it all comes down to money, doesn't it? I did, what Seattle doesn't have money. I, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, I just, it's funny because you, you think, okay, we'll get get all the Amazon people uh, and all that. But uh, okay, guys, you ready? Here's our we're gonna cut out. Here's our thoughts for the day. So I went to a bookstore and asked the saleswoman, "Where's the self help section?" She said, "If I told you, it would defeat the purpose." <laughs> nice. And why can't you trust large trees? Because they're usually the shadiest ones. All right. Good one. Next week, the Sports Econ 101, we'll be discussing sports topics from a business perspective and asking more sports trivia questions. Thanks for listening. On behalf of our team, I'm your host, Edward Brown. We'll see you next week. So long. I-